Welcome to the Gate Crashers Podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your Ivory Tower representative, Amanda Liedeke, literary agent and vice president at McGregor and Liedeke. And I'm your self-publishing insider, Therese Crow, novelist and speaker. Conference season is upon us, and it's something that, like, we haven't talked about for two years because of the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, kind of threw a monkey wrench into everybody's plans. Yeah. So like there were no conferences. I mean, there were online conferences, but that's just not the same. It's not the same. Right. Yeah. And so now they're actually in-person conferences that are taking place and planning to take place. Uh, So we thought it would be a good idea to do like a little brush up on your conference skills, because we all know that If you are a writer, chances are you might have grown rusty with your conferencing Mm -hmm. abilities over the past two years. I mean, even if you're not a writer, you probably got rusty with your networking and your social skills. Uh, Yeah, and your elevator pitches, oof. You know those are gonna need some work. You know you're gonna have to, you gotta break those bad boys out now, stand in front of the mirror, talk to your cat. Cat's a great audience for an elevator pitch because, like, no matter what they say, you have to try harder to get their attention. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and I apologize for any noise in the background. That is my husband working on his hobbies. Uh, I just had to say that. Just get it out there. Call it out. Elephant in the room. Um, he's literally like filing down tiny pieces of plastic, probably to assemble soldiers or something like that. I don't know so irritated all right so this list of things to keep in mind as you enter conference season Uh, i've got a bullets i've got four points you know me and my points i like to have my points (laughs) figured Mm -hmm. out and the first one the first thing to keep in mind as you enter enter conference season is you don't know what you don't know Uh, i see a lot of authors enter into a conference situation thinking that they have a handle on their idea and why publishers need it and why agents will love it and why it's a great fit and why they know everything and why they and it's like you just don't know what you don't know right until you open your mind and just let people talk into you and share with you and correct you and help you um there conferences exist because people want to help that is that is why they exist so to go there and not just soak in all of the help that professionals and other writers have to offer is just a big waste of time so you want to go you want to soak it in and you want to realize that you may think you have it figured out but there's probably stuff that you still don't know yeah and i i couldn't agree with you more about why people teach at conferences. I mean, there's plenty of writers out there. The overwhelming majority of them are not putting together pitch ideas to send off to conference directors on the classes that they could teach. And um, it's just not something that most people end up doing and the people who do it. It's not because, you know, the honorariums are making you the buku bucks it's not because you're going to go and you're going to sell 200 books while you're there. Mm -hmm. You will not. You will not, <laughs> unless, even if that conference has several thousand attendees, you, that it's just not, 
nobody doing it is really doing it for the money. Mm-hmm. They're doing it because when they were coming up in the industry, other people were teaching those classes and other people were helping them and they just have a desire to give back in the exact same way that they received. Next point I came up with or thing to keep in mind as you enter conference season is to take advantage of pitch appointments. And what I mean by that isn't to sign up for every pitch appointment you can possibly get, but to really be smart about it and to use that time in the best possible way. So if you aren't ready to pitch an agent, then either don't pitch them, focus on other people, like maybe writing mentors or something like that, or spend your time with the agent asking them questions about what you could do to improve. It's like a huge load off of my shoulders when someone sits down and says, I'm not gonna pitch you my book. I just want to ask you questions. Cause then I realize like, the expectation is completely shifted and right. I'm not going to have to like let anyone down or be on my guard or I can just like tell them what I know. And so do that, enter into your pitch appointments with intentionality behind each and have, have your things figured out to the point where if you get to a point in conversation where they've kind of maybe turned you down or they've already asked to see your work, then have follow-up questions if you still have time left in that session. You know, like, don't like then just leave the table, right? With like five minutes left on the clock, <laughs> use those minutes to then ask them, you know, to, to drill into more about um, what it would be like to work with them, or what they're looking for, or you know, common mistakes that they see, stuff like that that you could ask while you have their attention. Yeah. Next point of advice for conferences is to choose a conference to attend based on the faculty rather than choosing it based on location. It's easy to go to the conference that's just a couple hours away in Chicago, but if like no one is gonna be there who's working in my genre or slice of the industry. Right, or if, if the people that they have speaking there haven't published anything that's been successful in their genre for quite some time, then they're probably not up on the current trends, which means you're basically paying money to be told a history lesson. Right. You know? Right. It's maybe great if it's your first ever conference and you're really green Mm -hmm. and you just need to feel welcomed and comfortable and you need that basic training. But if you're really serious and if it's really time to like find your people, <laughs> yeah, don't don't choose your conference based on where you live and how close you can or what the plane ticket, you know, what the cheapest plane ticket is to get to, you know, right. choose it based on who will be there, how it connects with your goal for your career uh, and the networking you can do, uh, which is the last point when you're at a conference network like crazy it's so tempting to just go into your room and hide but i cannot tell you how many important valuable relationships that i've developed with people Mm -hmm. in the industry simply because they spent time outside of their room networking hanging out getting to know people like that's really where the magic happens yep i mean that's how we met yeah that's how we forged this special (laughs) relationship you just posted on facebook the other day of like, tell me about a favorite memory. And I couldn't, I couldn't believe there was an emoji for that too. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Carissa and I had a crazy memory at a conference where someone was talking to me and she could tell that I was like feeling really trapped. 
Yeah. And there was like, she could tell because of something I was doing. And she found an emoji that perfectly encapsulated that moment. And what mm-hmm. I was doing that was showing her that I was nervous. And she came to my rescue and yeah, whisked me was, away. And then we were friends ever since. Yeah, it was basically like a finger tick, we could call it. <laughs> and yeah, you had a little coffee stirrer and you were like a little duck beak that was yeah. just up and down and up and down and up and down. And I was like, she had a meeting 15 minutes ago that she's now late to. And you did not, but you did. You did not, but you did. Yes, I yeah. remember being like so confused at first because I am not good in those kinds of moments mm-hmm. when people are trying to rescue me from things. And it happens because I'm an agent and this is just something that happens apparently because I can think of multiple instances in which this has happened to me. Right. But I'm not good in the moment, but I was able to figure it out. I was like, oh, yes, I do need to leave. This Parachute. Go, go, go. <laughs> oh absolutely and here we are here we are all these years later because the next time I saw you at a conference you came up to me it was at the end of the day I was not spending time in my room I was spending time with people and you more or less marched up to me and demanded to know where I had been all day and that you had needed my rescuing skills and I hadn't been there to parachute you out of uncomfortable situations (laughs) I was like oh this agent she likes me oh I gotta I gotta keep this one on the line oh that's fantastic and that that is that kind of stuff like so this story that we're sharing like that kind of stuff happens all the time between Mm -hmm. I hate like this sounds like so icky but like between publishing professionals and the attendees but it does it happens all the time to connect people and the next thing you know you're sharing a podcast together or you're sending your materials back and forth for review. Like it's just so important to get out there and mingle. Even if you are so exhausted, you, you just want to cry. <laughs> oh. I'm crying for the plane ride home. All right. So that's some, those are some quick tips for this year's conference circuit, how to handle it, how to navigate it and how to succeed. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the gate crashers podcast. If you found value in this episode or in any of the episodes we've done, you can drop a tip in our tip jar. You can send a tip via PayPal. Simply use our link, paypal.me slash gatecrashers, or log into PayPal and search us using our username, which is at gatecrashers. And be sure to be here next week for a brand new episode.